Join Scotty and Hans Friday from 10 to 2 at Valley View Golf Course in Layton for the Mountainland Valley View Pro-Am supporting Primary Children's Hospital. DJ PK, the question of the morning. NBA's restarting tomorrow. The Jazz and the Pelicans are going to play the first game. ESPN's reporting that players from both teams are discussing plans to surround the Black Lives Matter signage and kneel during the national anthem during the NBA's first game back. Your response is... And PK, we should say that uh, you've updated this a little bit with what you've heard since, uh, since you posted this. Uh, they're no longer discussing plans to surround the signage. They've, they've pretty much decided. Well, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard the discussion is what are the coaches going to do. You know, they have to support the players because, I mean, for, for no other reason, politically, uh, you, you don't want the players against you. So what, what are the coaches going to do? Uh, but the, it seems to me, well, what I, what I the, and the Jazz administration, they've known about this. This is not breaking news to them. They, they, they're well aware of what's going to happen. They already know it, and they've known about it. Uh, so somebody put it out there last night, and it gained some legs. But the folks over at the Jazz offices, obviously they know about it. So uh, they're, they're, they're prepared for it. So, yeah, I, I, I most definitely think it's going to happen. I don't know what Quinn Snyder and his guys are going to do or Alvin Gentry and his guys are going to do. I, I can't tell you that. And it really, whatever they do, I'm not sure that it matters. It's about the players anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I think, it, I think it's going to happen. Most definitely I think it's going to happen, yeah. Uh, the team's certainly been aware of it for a while. The L.A. Times was aware of it late last week and had a story on it. And on the follow-up Zoom calls, uh, reporters have been asking the Jazz. As of like last Friday, they were saying they knew they were going to do something. It was the availability that Jordan Clarkson and um, Tony Bradley were at. And they were both yeah. saying that we're going to do something, but we hadn't. They both said separately, you know, they haven't decided yet. Um, but they, they knew they were going to do something. But I don't think anybody. I listened to Conley and Joe Ingles yesterday, mm-hmm. and no one asked him about it. Not to my knowledge, unless I missed it. I believe I listened to the both interviews. We played them. They were on uh, Gordon and Jake's show uh, live, actually. Uh, so I believe that they, they had that out there. No one, to my knowledge, unless, as I say, unless I missed it, I didn't hear correctly, uh, they, they didn't get asked about it. Got a lot of reactions uh, coming in here on uh, Facebook and on uh, Twitter. Yvonne posting kudos to the players for staying up for people who are oppressed and treated as less than who deserve fairness and equality. Okay. Jeff says they can do what they want. Doesn't bother me one way or another. But I do want to know why it's acceptable to present your personal beliefs and stance in the workplace. Because the NBA made it okay. Well, the NBA certainly is, as Adam Silver said this morning on, on uh, Good Morning America, apparently, and I'm now seeing it out there on Twitter, is he supports peaceful protest. And that's not exactly, uh, how should we say, a, a controversial statement. Another phrase outside of controversial comes to mind, but I don't know if we can use it. Uh, so that's sort of, yeah, okay, I support mom and apple pie i guess the flag no more you no know, we used to say the flag apple pie and mom i guess the flag no longer belongs in that uh but you support peaceful protest well is that really news adam i mean you, you're going out on a limb here by saying that <laughs> well i mean there's peaceful protest that hasn't been supported so i get your point and i wanted to agree with it but i thought 
other peaceful protests. I mean, this peaceful protest isn't going to be supported by some people. So, you're, again, if you're looking for a hundred percent, you're always going to be disappointed. So, <laughs> you can say any issue, DJ. You pick any issue in the world, any issue of the course of the entire history of the world, and I can say, well, there are some people who don't support. Them. Yeah, but this isn't going to be ninety-nine to one. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be 80-20 or 70-30. I don't know, but it's not going to be 99-1. You're you're, you're right. You don't know. I agree with you. You don't know. But I think a large majority of people support peaceful protests. But not during the anthem. Uh, I think that's two separate things there. Do you support it? He didn't say during the anthem. He just said he supports peaceful protests. Right. But he does support peaceful protests during the anthem. They're not, they've got a rule, and they're not going to enforce it. So that tells me that the NBA supports it. Yeah, uh, you well, can argue politi- that— What political pressure does the NBA face? We're not going to allow them to do it. Do you realize how much grief they would take? Like, come on, here. Come on, Kay. I mean, come on. If they came out and said, don't do that, we're going to enforce this rule, we're going to fine you, you realize how much grief? It's not worth it. Let him do it. The NFL thing, it died of its own volition. It, over a course, it, what, see, Kaepernick started it in 2016. It wasn't an issue last year. But if you come out and say, don't do it, you've just given this story so many more legs, and it just goes on, and you're going to be bashed. You're going to, my gosh, the, the NBA, you're darn near, damn near going to be considered a Trump supporter. And according to Jamal Hill, you're a racist if you do that. So what are they really doing it? Or are they facing political pressure? That means they have to do it. Come on. So you think if they didn't have to, they wouldn't? I don't know that. That's not. Uh, that's a totally yeah, different, a different question. question. <laughs> but I do know they basically they have to allow it. I mean, if they didn't, how much the, the NBA doesn't like negative? Who likes negative publicity? And there's like seven guys in the world so, like me who so, thrive on it. So the NBA, how different is the NBA from the NFL and how much of it is the times have changed? That there's more public support now after watching George Floyd die than there was in 2016 when Kaepernick did it. I think you're making a point, and I don't know. Point, that, well, I agree. With I your think point, there's though. a difference between the NBA and the NFL. I just think in general there is in the ownership groups, but I don't know how big a difference. I don't know if the NBA would have been. I mean, the NBA was different in 2016, you know, but how different? They were also in a different position. Colin Kaepernick didn't play for them. You know, the yeah, players yeah, yeah. then were. Are they going to rally around Colin? What are they going to do? That's when the whole arms linking during the and anthem I thought that started. Was great. Yeah. So the NBA is different. You yeah. know, if there, were, if there were no pressure and no fallout, which, you know, we don't exist in that kind of world, but if we no. did, no. would Adam Silver and the NBA owners, how different would they be? Well, I guess that would be individually. I mean, I, I don't know that all, every single ownership has, is aligned politically, you know, in the same way. Right. I, well, I would probably have, not, you would think. I mean, you put you 30 people in a room, you think you're going to get... You know, 30 different people and 30 different, you know, a range of reactions. Yeah. Some people think it's great and that's what we need to be doing. Others say, well, you know, I, I support peaceful protests, but as you just said, but I wish it wouldn't be done during the, during the anthem. There's plenty of other ways in which to do it, which is, to me, is not exactly unreasonable. I'm trying to find common ground. I, I, I think that's the only way we can exist. 
as a society is to try to find common ground and build from that. Let's find ways to be peacemakers. Now, I know some folks are saying, I've had it with peace. It doesn't work. I get all that, yeah. And for them, and their feelings, they're certainly entitled to their emotions, you know, how they express them, uh, you know, as long as you don't go over the top, whatever over the top is. Burning down courthouses, apparently, for some, isn't, the, or attempting to anyway, that, that, that's, or overturning police cars and setting them on fire. Apparently, that's something that they view as appropriate reaction to these things. Uh, we got uh, someone posting here. Ratings will be high. Money will be made. They could care less if some people are offended and don't want to watch. Uh, I wouldn't go that strong, but I do think that finances play a huge role. In, in I believe fi- I believe money plays a role in everything, and, and maybe that's me being cynical, but I believe money. That they, I, that's this would I'm be saying. harder to do if you were making fifty grand and thought you might get be, might be fired for doing it. What's what is. What's your motivation? I, I need to know what your motivation is. Don't try to trick me. Don't come on here as a guest and say, oh, the NBA's great, and blah, 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 blah. They do everything great, blah, blah, and you work for the NBA. Well, right off the bat, my skepticism just goes through the roof. Well, you're saying that because you're paid by the NBA, and you're supposed to say that because you want to advance the cause of the NBA. So I have all sorts of skepticism on that because I think money drives just about, if not, everything at all times Troy says I guess it might be forgetting about the NBA as well as the NFL I'm curious for all the uh, for all the passion for the jazz around here and we've we've seen it so many times right yeah, full arenas guys, man full our arenas guys. people screaming the the passion on the plaza you know when you're out there doing a pregame uh, segment or the entire show and and you see people walking in and you can just feel that buzz of energy and electricity like right like it in our community you you don't have to be here very long to know how important it is right and they're doing the jordan documentary which is primarily about jordan and the bulls but to let you know the rematch was a big idea they spent 30 seconds of people buzzing around on the plaza faces painted you know Announcers hyping the game, people screaming into the camera. And even if you disagree with this, even if this really bugs you, and even if you say, I'm, I'm not watching, I'm not going, I'm really intrigued by how much of the, uh, and it doesn't exist in a bubble. I can almost hear what you're going to say next. Um, it doesn't exist in a bubble, you know. If you want to know how passionate people are going to be about the team in two or three or four years, well, tell me how much the team is winning in two or three or four years, Right. We, we've seen lottery teams. We've seen teams go out in the first round. We've seen teams that go to the finals. So that's going to impact it. But I just wonder how much people are going to be bugged by this and how much they're really going to separate themselves from the team. Because it's not just sports. It's not just a game. It's gotten to the point here, as it has in other towns with other teams, sometimes in this league, sometimes in other leagues, it's become where it's people's identity. And, and that's when it becomes much more than sports. It really is who you are and I just wonder how much people are gonna permanently step back and pull back from it I mean to a certain degree people have already stepped back and pulled back you know it's it's summer the games aren't here this is an extraordinarily unusual season I mean this is just weird so there isn't the normal amount of hype that we would have gotten but I'm just I'm curious what people are 
are are going to be doing in the next couple weeks if they're not watching, you know, in six months when we're presumably into the next season, are people going to be going to games in big numbers at that point? Are they going to be allowed to? You know, we got to get to that oh, point first. Yes. You know, you think yes. it's still eighteen thousand three hundred six for a Jazz home game down the line, and yeah, this is just the, of, this is the topic of the day. Oh, I, no, I think it's a serious topic. I think it. I think it has uh, staying power, and I think some people will, will say, "Forget it." I won't. I made that decision a long time ago. I'm not going to let politics get in the way of inter- my entertainment because once I do that, I, I don't. I don't believe you get to pick and choose. I guess you do get to pick and choose, but for me, I, I you don't I want be, to. I can't be hypocritical to myself. I'm hypocritical to other people and blah blah blah. And I'm sure some of the stuff I've said this morning, I've taken heat for. No matter what, if I, if I breathe, I'm probably going to get ripped, uh, and you just roll with it. Uh, but I've decided that if because if I let these guys who are going to kneel take away from my enjoyment, well, where do I at? where do I stop? What's the stopping point there? Because I may not agree with uh, politically and music and movies and theater and blah 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 blah. And so then then I'm going to be holed up in my house at all all times. I'm just going to live my life, man. I got less time on this planet than I have more time. And I'm going to try to enjoy it. And I've been through some stuff that have thrown me for a loop and has affected me and will affect me for the rest of my life. And I want some happy times. And watching Joe Ingles make a sweet bounce pass in traffic to Rudy Gobert for a dunk, that brings me a form of happiness. So I'm going to do it. (laughs) And if they want to do what they do, they want to kneel, so be it. But th- I think that uh, your your question is very as uh, as extremely pertinent in the moment because these are our guys, and now our guys are going to be kneeling. You know, Carl Malone, when he spoke, he basically was uh, a mouthpiece for the community. A lot of the stuff that he said, and John never said anything, so you didn't have to worry about that. And it wasn't the times; people weren't asking people to speak out on political issues that much. You know, Jordan said what he said back then and uh, with the Republicans buying the sneakers and everybody just rolled with it and now oh man if you're depending on who you are and you don't stand up for something or if you're of a particular persuasion and you go against what that persuasion is supposed to think your friggin day is ruined we know that your day is ruined if somebody says something that you don't like wow can you believe that your day is ruined but you're allowed to say what you want and my day's not ruined because if you're woke and I say that ruined my day, I'm a racist. But if somebody over here says something and you don't like it, you're allowed to say your day is ruined. And then we get involved in all sorts of stuff that we saw what happened. So, come on, yeah. go. Let's let's have let's have a freedom both ways. But does it work both ways? Some would say no, it doesn't. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens when our guys kneel. And for me, I, I got to admit, I am a little queasy. When foreign guys come over on our soil and kneel for our national anthem, man, you know, that's uh, is that something that that I really want to see? But I believe they've got to do it. You know, they got to support their team and support their brothers in in that sense. And if it were me, you know, man, I'm gra- I'm grateful it isn't me. But could you imagine going to another country and not I, doing that? Uh, Ooh, man. I haven't traveled, I haven't traveled uh, outside the country a lot. I have a little bit, but not a lot. But it would be hard for me to feel like I should be in the middle of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's like, and I, and I don't know what the issue would be if uh, I, I just went to Europe uh, two or three years ago for the first time. 
It's the only time we've been there. We were in France and we were in Germany. And I can't imagine if something was going on. We were in this uh, small town Trier in southwestern Germany. I can't imagine walking around if something were going on that I would, and maybe it would, maybe it would be big enough that I would simply know it would be something so basic that I would simply know, well, this is right and this is wrong. And I would, but I also feel like in the middle of their politics, maybe I just wouldn't know, you know? I'm not that... Well, that's what we heard from Steve Kerr. I'm not he that, didn't know about China. I'm not right? that educated about... Yeah, I was thinking more about Joe coming here and saying, you know, I don't know a bunch of the backstory. You know, you don't study U.S. history growing up in Australia. No, you I don't, don't study but you know French Bruce, history. You're you right, know it could be something. killing a, 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 right, somebody is right. wrong. And that's why I said it could be something so obvious that I simply know this is right and this is wrong. Well, I think this cause is obvious. Well, so then it's not so bad that... If it's obvious, I, I, then it's not so bad that they get involved, is it? I mean, if it's but, a, if but it's for a, me, I would feel queasy. If it's a, if it's a if it's a really basic human issue, then it's a human issue. It's not limited by borders. You're part of mankind. That's what you're so asking you these foreign guys involved. to do. Involved, right? It, so let's have them be involved in China. But no, we've heard that that's a foreign issue. That's what I'm saying. So you can't yeah. pick and choose which foreign issues you're going to be involved in. And we're the, the American players are asking, and, and this, that's the difference between the NFL and the NBA. The NFL is really not, have, an, it's not an international game in the same no. way. Maybe the NBA, obviously, is global. And it, I, it's awesome. To, to, no matter where you are, where Rudy Gobert grew up someplace in France. Now he's seven feet tall. I don't know if he's in the NBA, he's six feet. But nevertheless, they found him. Well, Tony Parker was, and they found him too. And yeah, there you go. So he's an outstanding player. And so if you, if you want to get involved in foreign affairs, I'm all for it. But do you get, you just, well, I'm going to be involved in this, but over here, I'm not going to be that much involved in it because I, I don't really know about it. Well, you can argue, well, I haven't lived in China, so why should I be involved in that? Where I hear, you know, in the case of Joe and Rudy, they've lived in this country, you know, for large portions of the year for many years now. Uh, and if they want to do it, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But I'm just saying for me personally, if I were a foreign player going in and making my money in another country, uh, I would be a little queasy on kneeling on their national anthem. That's me. And have at me and tear me up and I'm right wing, I'm this, I'm that, whatever you want to assign me. I've learned there's no point in arguing because that's what you're going to assign me. So so be, I would just be a little queasy, which is why I think there's no way in bleep. Maybe Joe does show up today, but <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, if I'm Joe, I don't want to get involved in this. And, and we would be negligent. If we didn't ask him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we would. We would rightly be criticized if we didn't ask him. So that's, 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 I, I feel for those guys. And maybe they don't. Maybe they feel, hey, I'm, I, it's like I told you. I've never been profiled, but my friends have, and I, I can't put myself in their shoes, but they've told me they've been followed, they've been watched, those types of things. People I trust, 
and I believe it's absolutely true. You can't exactly put yourself in their shoes because it hasn't happened to you and it has happened to them. So there's that distinction. But at the same time, you're talking about people you've gotten to know pretty well on a pretty deep level. Yes. And when they look at you a certain way and they talk in a certain tone of voice because you built a relationship with them, you believe them 100%. Exactly. And you're only friends with them because there's some qualities about them that you admire. And there's probably multiple qualities that you admire. Um, you know, I don't know uh, Jason Reed. I just know him from watching him on TV and what you've told me about him. But you've told me before you admired his work ethic because there were people who came into the newsroom who didn't have a work ethic. Wouldn't Not answer the level. phone when it rang. Nope. Didn't want to take high school scores. One of the least glamorous parts of the job. <laughs> a ton of details. People who are talking and not making sense. People yes. who don't have all the information. You're going to be held accountable for it. Some guy in the newsroom is going to yell at you. So don't answer it. Let somebody else deal with it and not put yourself out. And you noticed with him right away, this guy must really want to do it because he's working hard at the worst part of the job. Yep. Oh, bingo. And so, bingo, man. so you immediately, you start building a relationship and trust with him because you admire this. And if someone like that turns around and tells you Which how he awful, did. how awful, I didn't know if it was him specifically or if it was somebody Multiple, else. but yeah. it was him. Yeah. He's told me. Yes. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, this guy, this guy's like the one guy in the newsroom I like and admire. What are we following him for? He's not the problem. Not you at know? all. Nope. And so... So you can't put yourself in shoes, but actually you kind of do, PK, because you know him well enough to know he's not the problem, man. This guy's got his head down, his nose on a grindstone, and now you can say, you can look back and say, well, with his talent, his work ethic, of course he ended up where he did. But on that day, when you're watching an answer in high school calls, you don't know where he's going to end up. You know, right, right, I went to school right. with Jim Rome and I know how hard he worked. And there's a hundred other things you can say about Jim's personality and stuff he's done on the air. But you can never, ever say Jim didn't work hard and didn't care. That would be a horrible take, you know. And so you, you can kind of put yourself in his shoes. I mean, that's why it bugs you so much because the, the degree, yes, there's things about you are different. And obviously your color of skin is one of them. But there's things about you that are the same. You know, people who say that you come on the air and just spew garbage. Well, maybe your take is wrong, you know, but when you tell people stuff that they don't want to hear, especially about college football, especially about the Utes and Cougars, well, the people you've heard it from, man, it's like they are right there. They are right there in the middle of everything. You know, and a lot of times they're telling you stuff they don't like either. If it's bad news about that team, you know, so you've got that work ethic and you know when your word should be trusted and he's got that work ethic and you know when his word should be trusted. So to a degree, you have you have walked in his shoes, not completely to a degree, but to a degree. And that's why it bugs you so much. I agree. Yeah, well said, man. Yeah. You nailed it 100%. All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ow! Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Jazz and the Pelicans have discussed a plan to surround the Black Lives Matter signage on the wide world of sports arena court and kneel together during the playing of the national anthem on Thursday when they restart the NBA season. According to reports, league officials are not expected to enforce a 1981 anthem policy that says players, coaches, and trainers are to stand and line up in a dignified posture along the sidelines or on the foul line. Houston Rockets guard Eric Gordon suffered a left ankle injury in the second quarter of Houston's scrimmage against the Celtics last night. X-rays negative, but reports say he could miss one to two weeks with what is believed to be a strain. More info expected today. This back-to-basketball update is brought to you by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. David Locke, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. I like Mike Conley. He's had some great stretches. What have you seen from him in these scrimmages? Well, he's quick. He looks assertive. He looks comfortable. He looks great. You know, he's just been a little nipped all season long. He didn't have a health-free offseason from what he told me coming into camp. So I think he might have had his health-free offseason just now and coming off the way he had been, you know, careful handled by the Jazz during those last two stretches, and he's played those 11 games. That's enough to put you at peak performance. So he might have been at his healthiest point when he came out of this, and that might be why we're seeing him play at this level. Hanson Scotty. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Topic of the morning, the Utah Jazz restarting the season tomorrow night. ESPN reporting. <clears throat> ESPN reporting. ESPN reporting that uh, they're going to kneel around the Black Lives Matter sign on the court during the anthem. Your reaction to that. And uh, this is something we talked about a little bit earlier. But I, I just think, you know, the Jazz have been such a part of this community. And people put so much emotion into them. We got a lot of people here saying, you know, they're done, they're not watching, and I just wonder how long they can do that if the team is good. Is this really going to be the thing? I've always wondered what could separate this team from this town because it's it's a really tight bond. And I don't want to say it's unlike anything else because, you know, the Lakers have a tight bond in Los Angeles and the Broncos have a tight bond in Denver and the Yankees have a tight bond in New York. So there are certainly fan bases where – it's crossed over from its sports. You know, I, I think if you go to, and you and I have both been to Rockies games in Denver, you know, that's a game and people are there for sports. But it's not the identity of a lot of people who live in Denver. Whereas the Rockies, that's a game they go to. The Broncos, that's who they are. You know, and the way people from Denver talk about the team and the way they cheer and the way everything stops in town, that's different. Now, this is different because we don't have the NFL here and we don't have the NBA. And most of the time when you talk, or excuse me, we don't have the NFL and MLB. We do have the NBA. And most of the teams you talk about in this kind of conversation are in one of those three leagues. There are certainly places you can go where college sports is that, and to a degree, it is that here also. Um, you know, certainly if you go to Alabama, the Crimson Tide, that you know that would be incredible, right? Or Oklahoma, or Ohio State. Uh, 
And so what would have to happen here? And there are a lot of people upset, and not everybody is. We've read some of the stuff. You know, people are saying good for the, you know, good for the jazz players, and I'm with them, and you know, gifts and emojis that support them. So it's not like everybody's upset. It's probably I would guess it's running, and you can correct me if you think it's different. I think it's kind of running two to one here, PK, and even among the two, two to one, which way? Two, two to one that people don't like it. Oh, okay, gotcha. But even among the two, to the level which they don't like it is kind of all over the map. You know, there's definitely the, I'm done with these guys crowd. There's also, you know, people who have said, well, I'm just going to turn on the game, uh, you know, five minutes after it starts, so, it's, you know, then I don't have to watch it or deal with it or think about it. And there are people, there's another guy in here who's just saying, hey, I'm, I'm just going to watch the hoop. I'm not here for the politics. I, I'm just going to watch the basketball. So even among the two who don't like it, the two to one, you know, the two don't like it. They're still not all on the same page. There's a there's an array there, but I'm, I'm just curious in the long term. I think it would take something that generated a lot of passion to separate this fan base from this team in a meaningful way, you know, not just a handful of fans. And this generates a lot of passion, but I don't think it'll do it. Well, I think it depends because go on from this. Is Donovan Mitchell's the ringleader? He's the leader of the team, right? He's only 23 years old, but nevertheless. But the best player has a louder voice, and And he's he's finding his voice. He's the voice. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you start listening to the guys who are the best players on the team. Conley early hasn't he hasn't been here long enough, right? He's had the better career, but right, he's brand new. If he was here the whole time, it'd be another story, but he's not. And then the, the rest of the best of the players, is you have our foreign guys, Rudy, Bogdanovich, and Joe. Well, getting them to weigh in on these issues, I mean, I think it's unfair to these guys. Uh, they didn't come over here to be a political activist. I mean, they, they left their homes and traveled around the world to play basketball and make tons of money, and that's what they're here for. So it's sort of unfair on that. Now, so when Donovan Mitchell, and he's been out there on social media, but I would like to see him do more than that just the social media. I mean, you can get in and out on the social media. So so then tell me, why did you do it? You know, you want the Breonna Taylor thing. You want the, the police officers who shot and killed her. You want them arrested, right? I think he's put that out on Twitter. Tell me why. You know, and let's have discussion because, you know, I've, I've tried to read up on it and listen to it. And, and you know, her boyfriend shot first. And uh, I'm not a legal expert by any stretch, but I'm just repeating what I've heard. And, you know, once he shot, it was like uh, all bets are off. But, uh, you know, tell me why, for some people, I, I don't know the answer to that. And I, I'm just saying this is what I've heard. Let's have discussion about it. Now, I think that, you know, what inflamed the situation with Kaepernick, as I understand it, is anywhere socks and something about cops or pigs. Something along those lines. Well, that inflamed it after it had right. already started. Right. You know, that was probably, I don't know, we're going back now, but I would guess that was six to eight weeks into it. Okay. It was yeah, already this, this, this a conflagration. Is going to go. There were caricatures of police officers that were pigs dressed up in police officer gear. All right, so if Mitchell does that, not saying he is, but just for sake, let's have discussion, Donovan. You're a thoughtful 22-year-old, 23-year-old man, and you want to be out there, be socially active. All right, great. Tell me why. Why did you think that this is the right thing? Why do you think that someone should be arrested for the murder of this young woman and, and, and so forth and so on? Let's have discussion about it so I can learn. And if he handles that, he doesn't come out and wear a 
what you say, caricatures of however you say that word of, of cops being pigs. Yeah, then that's going to. So if he does that, if he goes down the road of, of Kaepernick doing that, well, that's that's probably going to turn some people off more. And then you got some serious, well, I'm done with this. Whereas if he comes up, here's my thoughtful responses to this, and this is why I did that. I, I, I wonder how many people are really going to be turned off by it. And they actually would appreciate and respect him more by doing it. That's what I want dialogue. I want real dialogue, not name calling, not emotional stuff. I want understanding person A explaining his or her opinion as to why this. You know, Jamal Hill comes out, and uh, if you vote for Trump, you're a racist. Her own mother apparently voted for it. Now, how is that opening dialogue? To me, right when you do that, you're cutting off dialogue. There is no dialogue. It just it becomes a bunch of name-calling. And you don't progress. We don't progress. And I want to help everybody progress. And maybe I'm naive and it's never going to happen. But so I think that the Jazz, yeah, but when see, they you kneel... Could, you could help somebody progress. And so when to they put it kneel down like that, this... Yeah, go, to put it down that, you're, that it's not going to help anyone progress or that it's not going to solve anything, that's not the reason not to help someone progress or solve something. You know, there, there's always going to be hate in the world. There's always going to be evil in the world. There's always going to be greed in the world. You can go down a list. But if you help somebody progress, if you help solve something, that, that's the reason to pursue it, not because you're going to make the world perfect. Right. So I can learn stuff from Donovan, and I can grow to respect him more. Just, just kneeling, that's, that's unto itself. But if that's all you got, eh, I'm not, that doesn't really do a lot for me. Tell me why, and what are you going to do about it? And I think that if they take that approach, maybe I'm off base on this, but I don't think a whole lot of Jazz fans are going to say, that's it, I'm done with this team, I don't want to hear anything about them, forget them, I'm moving on, and I'm going to just forget the NBA now, or I'm going to just forget basketball and go to college, or I'm not going to... I'm done with sports. Jazz mean nothing to me. I would be surprised if they had real dialogue and talked about why they did what they did and what they plan to do about it going forward. Then I wouldn't think there would be a lot of folks that would turn away forever and just say, I'm done with it. Maybe I'm off base on this. But I but think two or three years down the line, there'd still be 18,306. Oh, I TV think there ratings. will be next season if, if we can get to that point and I know the Players Association president said they might be, you know, uh, in the bubble for the 21 or uh, what would be 2021 season. The start of the next season. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that plays out. No one, I, no one has any idea. But I think a lot of good can come from this through open discussion. And not just finger pointing. Not calling people idiots. And if you don't believe in this, if you don't believe in Black Lives Movement Matter, whatever, I, I screwed it up, but you get the point then you're an idiot, and you're a racist, and you're this, and you're that. That's, you're never going to progress anywhere. You're going to believe this, and this person over here is going to believe that, and that's it. There's never going to be any gain. There's never going to be any coming to common ground and understanding. But if you have discussion, this is why I support this movement. And here's why. Okay, well, what about this, this, and this? And so then you can go back and you can learn from it. You can learn from folks. I think then people would be understanding and respectful of differences of opinions. 
Well, we're asking uh, a 23-year-old to find a voice on a heated issue in the middle of a heated moment in the nation. And at 23, I couldn't have done it. No. There's, oh, there's no. no way I could have done it. At 33, so, at 43. Yeah, right. Now, I'm only 44 years old, so I can't go to 53. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's a good story. Let's go with that story. Hey, it's the way I feel in my heart. <laughs> I did ask my grandmother that once. I don't feel like I'm 80. How do you feel like? And then she thought about it. It was the funniest thing. There was this long pause. Well, what'd she give you? 55. She felt like she was 50. 55, huh? She felt like she was 55. That's interesting. Yeah, I, that's right. And it's why it always stuck with me. I didn't know what to do with it when she said 55. So I was kind of like, huh, okay. Yeah, I feel every bit of 43. Let me tell you, it's a burden. <laughs> All right, let's make it up. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be cool if he did that, but I don't know that he can do that. And I say that because I'm pretty sure I couldn't have done that. Yeah, but he, he's, he's in a volunteering, putting himself in there. He's got sure. way more worldly experience because of his just basically of his experience. His life. He's right. Yeah. He's put him. And so what? So you can only have the perspective of a 23 year old. That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. And, sure. and obviously it's not the perspective of a 55 year old. We understand that. But I could still learn. I mean, heck. I, I talked to Jay Toulson at the end of the season last year down at BYU. Interviewing him was a, it's the last great interview that I've done one on one because we haven't had any since then, right? And listening to him speak and the stuff that he's gone through, I learned from the. He's a kid in a sense compared to me, but he's also has a lot of maturity, and I was able to come away with a great deal of respect for this young man and what he's been through. You can learn stuff from young people; doesn't necessarily have to be age related. True story. And uh, I think one of the most surprising things I learned about Martin Luther King Jr. was, for all he accomplished, that he was 39 when he was assassinated. And that just struck me as remarkably young. He had been in the spotlight for so long at that point, so he had to be in his late 20s when he uh, he was finding his voice and starting to lead a national movement. Yeah, think about that. And that just seems... You know, looking at him, I don't know why, but I had placed him in his late 40s. You know, probably a decade older than he was. Mm -hmm. Just because... You know, I, I, I made some basic assumption based on what he did, how old he must have been to find his voice and get to that point. And it was wrong. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Gary Anderson, Utah State football coach, scheduled to join us and talk about some of the transfers and his plans for the coming season and how many different plans he must have right now. We will get to that at 9 o'clock with Gary Anderson. Stay with us. It's been a long four months. Welcome. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up and hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. All right, PK, we're going to talk college football in the next segment, and I know people drop in and out of the show, so you try to make every segment a show because it might be the only segment people hear based on you know the length of their commute or whatever. There's also people listen over a longer period of time. Is there any one point you want to uh, 
underline and uh, put an exclamation point on before we move on to another topic. On this kneeling stuff here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I I know. I know. But if there's something, you know, I often finish a segment and think, I wish we'd discuss this. Can we go there? You know, there's time limitations. Even by broadcast standards, this is a lot of time, right? Oh, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, you can have a half-hour sports show, and that's a lot of time in TV, but we get a lot more in a half hour. But there's still, there's so many nuances, and you know, you know people are dropping in and out, and they're missing stuff. Well, I, I would say don't dismiss the message completely just because you don't like the action for me the national anthem is about honoring our country so i would never do it but you know don't dismiss the message and then i've always thought this is my own opinion here that when it comes to race relations what can i do to make the world a better place how can i help people you know, we hear a lot about uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, they do. But fill in the blank minority. Now, I happen to have, I, I, I carry a banner for brown lives. I like to think I'm doing something with that. And I can't change everybody. I can't improve everybody. But maybe I can help one. Hopefully, I am helping one. And I made it myself a mission. I'm going to see what I can do. I've certainly ruined enough lives over here. Maybe I can help some lives. So bring it down to a personal level. Let's try to learn from the message and then bring it to a personal level, if I could sum it up. I like it. I think the uh, story you told about working with a guy, working with a good guy who had a great work ethic, who you kind of thought might be on to do something big, but you couldn't really anticipate how great his career would become because the media evolved over the course of his career. So the stuff that he attained didn't actually exist when you were watching him grind at the lowest level. Not at the main paper in L.A., at a suburban paper. Taking high school scores, which is, you know, interns do that. Like, that is the bottom level. It is the least spectacular part of really a pretty cool job. But it's the bottom level. And so you, at a core level, knew how badly he wanted this. He wanted what you wanted. He wanted a really good career in sports media, you know, and you, you're white and he's black and you two developed a bond over your core career values. And you heard the stories about how poorly he was treated. You heard about him being followed multiple times, being treated like he was a problem when he was not the problem. He wasn't remotely close to it. And so I think underscore what you said about you may not like the way the message is being delivered in this case. But you personally have another case over here where the message was delivered in a really effective way. You know, the stuff that's going on that isn't close to right or fair. So I guess the other thing I'd like to add to it is listen to that message. But I'm also personally ready to move beyond the symbolic gestures. I'm ready to hear yeah. about what is next. Yeah. I didn't live in L.A. I lived in San Diego and Santa Barbara and I drove, drove through L.A. a lot. And I went there for entertainment. Uh, you know, I go for games or concerts or whatever. And, but I, I remember the Rodney King riots, you know, oh, and, and I watched a lot of them. And there's a big part of me that feels like 28 years and how little progress has been made. And now I got a son who's 22 who will sit there and look at me and go, why haven't you done more? Why has so little progress been made? This stuff is so obviously wrong. You know, it's literally written into law. 
white people and black people are treated differently trying to get housing loans. It's written in the law. That, that's just wrong. Why hasn't that changed? And I would say, I'm hoping that the players, okay, do this, whatever, fine. But next, you got to address the systemic and systemic racism. I was both horrified and impressed in the same moment by Draymond Green on TNT. They were doing a show, and they had on Stacey Abrams, who ran for Georgia governor, didn't win, and is now trying to get people to register to vote and participate, and is working on voter suppression issues. And Draymond, the horrifying part was, he told her how, how little he voted and how he never voted until Barack Obama ran for president. And he ran, basically, he says, I never thought I'd have a chance to vote for a black man for president. And he voted. And so, well, props for saying that. I mean, I can't believe you said it. You know, we all do stuff wrong or miss on something. And who really wants to go on national TV and admit it? I, for the honesty factor, I couldn't have more respect for it. But you got to vote. That is literally the system. And if you're going to change systemic racism, you got to change the, change the system. And LeBron has started to go down this road. You know, enough with the symbolism. He doesn't want to put something on his jersey. And he wants to... Uh, you know, start working on voting rights. And it seems like that's where this has to go. Or otherwise, somebody else is going to be sitting here 28 years down the road thinking there was no progress made after George Floyd. Just like you and I think there was very little progress made after Rodney King. And that was horrific, you know. And we've seen a lot of horrifying stuff this year. So hopefully, hopefully, you're going to push this thing down the road a little bit. But like you said, it's hard to do everything at once, so finding one thing you can do in your personal life, that, that's a good place to start. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, football, Gary Anderson, Utah State coach. He's had some transfers coming and going, and he's probably got multiple plans for the season, depending on what it might look like. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.